Ken Crowther's back on the radio. Listen back to highlights of the Gardening with Ken Crowther programme here on this podcast for worldradiogardening.com. Know your onions. Want to know about dahlias or flowers? Then get in touch with Ken via the WhatsApp messaging group. If you just go to WhatsApp and it's 07568 771825. That's 07568 771825. And Ken Crowder, Gardening with Ken, Sunday morning here, 9 till 11 on City Sound. And we can be talking gardening all the way through till 11. Don't forget, log on to City Sound. Dot radio. I'll just give you that number once more. It's 07568 771825. I'm lucky enough to have uh, Hilary Cheek from the Baddow Horticultural Society with me here in the studio. Now, mm-hmm. it, uh, good morning there. Now, Hilary, one of the things that I notice when I go around chatting to different societies is, and uh, I'm not so young myself, so I, I can understand there is a problem, isn't there, in, in encouraging younger people to come along to garden societies. Do you think so? Yes, I think so. I think it's all to do with available time. Younger people have young families. They, you know, they don't have the time to come along out to an evening meeting, perhaps, or perhaps they're in a house that, or a flat that doesn't have the space. Um, it's it's very difficult. I think a lot of these societies are. You know, it's time-based, whether you've got the inclination, whether your parents gardened. It, it's I a th- tricky one, though. I think you've got a very good point there. A lot of it is if your parents gardened, um, a lot of gardening is influenced by who's above you. Whether And a lot sure. of the times, um, in possibly in our, our generation, possibly a lot of it was grandparents that actually taught yeah. ch- grandchildren to garden. Yes. I know I used to do things with great uncles and different people. And you find now, obviously, if people move away, perhaps they can't buy a house in the local area or their work takes them, so the, the families are more split up than they used to be. You know, it used to be that Grammy, Granny lived in the same street. You know, you had that connection. Mm. And I think that's slightly broken. But the society does a lot with the scouts. Um, so we, we try and encourage, we work with a local scout group. That's good, um, yeah. And we encourage, and we have junior sections in the summer show where we encourage our current members to bring their grandchildren along. If so it's local. the same thing. It's, so, yeah. the, it's the sort of thing of trying to get younger people into gardening. Long, You can look at it a bit longer term. You think, well, okay, we're all in trying to get younger people into gardening. Are we trying to get them into gardening so that they're, they're, it's, it's a healthier way of living and that they enjoy the outdoors. Do you think that's what it is? Or do you think it's it's trying to get them into it as a profession? Where do you see it? I think there is a, a, a big movement nowadays, you know, via your TikTok, your influencers, to look at gardening, plants, open spaces, green spaces as very much a well-being uh, issue. Um, and I think there are a lot of young young men, young women out there who are showing that they can make a living out of being a gardener and plant using plants. There are lots of community um, uh, projects, really projects yeah. uh, that are using uh, community gardening, growing food, especially perhaps for um, incoming communities, you know, to grow their own types of foods and, and being using food and gardening and plants as a, as a way to gain community and gain connections. So I think there is a lot of work going on out there. 
Right, and we'll be talking to Hillary in, in, in a little while as well about the actual um, Baddow Horticultural Society and what's coming up and what's the future and how you can become a member. But on World Radio Gardening, which is where I work as well, uh, we did an interview with Skinny Jean Gardner, yes, uh, and of course he's working very hard with schools on the same line. This is trying to get um, younger people to make a healthier life. So you can look out for that on World Radio Gardening. I just had a quick uh, note from George in Brentwood, and he says he's, uh, he wants to scarify his lawn. Should he yet? Well, I tell you what, I've been out in my garden, and it is so wet. Leave it alone. In fact, there's not a lot you can do in the garden at this very moment. I'll give you a few ideas a bit later on. But um, seriously, leave it alone at the moment. You will just make a muddy mess of your lawn. I'll tell you what, I'll remind you when you should be scarifying when the weather becomes a little bit drier. Now we're going to be uh, chatting to Steve and Anne. Uh, they are from the, uh, the Alpine Society. And the, the big thing about this, Steve, I'm, I'm, I don't know, I'm talking to you both, I think, Steve and Anne, is that right? Well, they're... Uh, we're trying to just get Steve and Anne up and running here um, because they have got a big event coming up in Chelmsford at the uh, at the um, the race course, and uh, that's something to look out for. Um, in the meantime, don't forget that I did say I'd give you a few ideas on what you should be doing in in the garden, and uh, I just said there's not a lot. Well, there is. When you do gardening and you work off off boards you won't jet you won't compress the garden so much as you would do so that's what i do it's a small plank you just put it out into a rose bed because it's time to start perhaps pruning some of those large shrub roses and uh, if you haven't done your climbers that's what you should also be doing you can give me a call now on whatsapp number which is 07568771825 and in fact, um, what uh, will be a bit later on, we'll be talking to, um, I said, Steve and Anne from the Alpine Society about their show at the race course in Chelmsford, which is a really big event. That's going to be a huge event. Lots of people there, lots of growers and things of interest there. So you're going to be listening out for that. Um, we will catch up with them a bit later on. In the meantime, um, I, I would like to go back to uh, Hillary because Hillary, what we were what we were saying, Hillary, is that we were talking about young people and the, and the health problem, etc. But more importantly, is they've got to have somewhere that they can go to and know that they can pick up knowledge. Because if someone comes to your to your society, what someone out there listening won't realise is how much knowledge is amongst all those members that you've got. And out of interest, how many members have you got at the moment? We have about 800 members at the moment. That's a very good, healthy it's, society, It's isn't a it? very healthy society, and they're spread, obviously, throughout Great Baddow, but up into Galleywood, towards Rettenden, Springfield. We have some out towards Mashbury, you know, just picking up bits and bobs. I know there are other societies out that way, but, you know, mm. members come in to us. Um, perhaps they might be a shower and they you know they come to our shows because that's how where they live but they bring their their, their 
um, blooms or their produce yeah. in to yeah. show. And they're, you know, it's a very friendly society. We're all happy to chat. <laughs> We're all happy to chat to anybody, chat gardening, all sorts of things. So, yeah. It's a bit like allotments, isn't it? If you go through an allotment, the man next door that's been doing it for 50 years or even 20 years yeah. can tell you how to grow swede in this in this plot, in this area. That's right. And that's what you guys can do because you've been all gardening at different times in slightly different areas. You can actually pass on that information. Mm. And although people are ending up in new builds, as we've seen Chelmsford expand, to put it mildly, um, huge city now we've got round Chelmsford. Um People have got a smaller garden, but they can still learn from some of the members that have got smaller gardens or larger gardens, don't they? Oh, absolutely, yes. And we have a variety of speakers who come in. Sometimes we have people who talk on container growing um, on the different soils. And yes, members themselves will be able to say, well, I live in this particular part of Baddow or Chelmsford. The soil is like this. We can grow this. We can't grow that. Other people like myself, I gravel. Where I am, I'm on very free-draining, um, sandy soil. You know, it's... 200 300 yards away from someone who's got clay so the variety of soils gives you that variety of expertise and yet yeah, people are always very happy to chat around Chelmsford it is very varied because mm. we've got um, you know and we can see we've got gravel pits close to us a lot of excavation has happened in in the past mm. in this sort of area and and it, it means you have got sands and gravels underneath but next to sand and gravel you've got clay haven't absolutely you? yes and that's the problem isn't it yes. that people don't realize they think oh I'm in a sand and gravel it must be free draining no it isn't no it doesn't and, always and work. also with the allotment sites around Baddow yeah. you know tower fields probably the same as me where I'm in Maskell's Way lovely river loam you go up to Vicarage Lane for the other allotments and it's heavy heavy clay I tried an allotment up there once and I dug a bit and when I went back I, it was filled with water I said I've got a moat on my allotment <laughs> you know so people learn how to deal with those different clay you know the soils um, over the years and yes that pool of knowledge is there to be tapped and that's really important so how often do you have monthly meetings all through you, the year not through all the all the year we have right. monthly meetings from september through till may and mm-hmm. um, when that would involve a speaker coming an outside speaker coming talking on a variety of subjects so um we we've had next month on the march the 14th will be plants and ideas for east anglian gardens now again that could be varied that could be dry that could be all sorts that's robin Car- so. robin carsberg who's an excellent speaker um and then we've got what goes on inside a beehive so um, there's all sorts of interesting talks coming. We've booked a man, um, Peter Miller's coming from King's Seeds to give an idea about that business because we support them through the society scheme. Yeah, because yeah, you buy from them, don't you? That's I know. right. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I mean, yes. I mean, I must agree that he's he's a fascinating guy. You mm. know, I've met him and interviewed him for radio in the past, and uh, yeah. and. and been in the industry all his life and uh, I know there tell are, a good story uh, yeah, that's the thing anybody who has expertise and knowledge and enthusiasm is always worth listening to so what what else have we got what's the month after then so so uh, that's March 14th is uh, Robin and then the ele- uh, 11th of April is our spring show so that's the event in April this is the first of our shows this year so we'll have three shows the year April, uh, the spring the summer and the autumn shows and this spring show will be in the parish hall and it'll be mainly obviously daffodils we hope for camellias um there's a photography section there's a general plant section 
Um, your orchid, if you've got that sitting on the windowsill that's been flowering. And it looks good. And it looks good. Bring it along, put it on the bench. You never know. We've been talking about all the different benefits, the health benefits, and how you can learn about gardening just by going along and participating in a very large uh, horticultural society. But Hilary, what we uh, really want to know is, uh, A, how do people contact you? Because that's really important. And some more specifics about where you meet, etc. Right. So uh, we meet in for our monthly meetings and for the two shows, the spring show and the autumn show, we meet in the Parish Hall in Great Baddow, which is on the Malden Road. It's parking opposite. Um, the meetings are at 7.30 um, and the spring show opens at, I think it's about 8 o'clock for viewing. Nice and early. Yeah. No, no, no. Well, they've got to set up. Oh, in the evening. evening. I thought you were going to say No, it's, an, it it's an evening show, yeah. So it's open to view at eight o'clock. If you want to put in a lovely daffodil or a camellia that you've got, That's come, along, go for. come along from 4.30 uh, and then you can stage. Entry fees are, I think it's 10 pence per class. So it's not That's going to break the bank. That's a lot of money. How can we afford not that? Not going to break the bank. <clears throat> so that's... They're mainly in the parish hall. The summer show will be in the recreation on the recreation ground in the Millennium Hall, Lovely. Um, and then we're back in the uh, parish hall for the autumn show on the twenty-first uh, of September. The summer show is the thirteenth of July. So there's lots going. So there's on. lots going on, and in the summer also, if you know, if you remember, there's we do have coach trips that go out mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Um, they get booked up quite quickly. I can imagine. Um, and and also the other thing, if they want to find us and chat to actual members, but without coming to a meeting on 19th of May at the Recreation Ground as part of the Bado Fun Run, the charity races uh, that the Rotary Club support, we have a plant stall. Um, and you can come along and chat to us. Uh, you can buy bedding plants, perennials, some veg plants, and members will be there and you can chat. You can join up or you can just find out more about us there that's what's important now yeah. you've got a website I we do know. have a website and that is great horticultural.co.uk so it's all lowercase now if people are a bit um, not webby minded yep. can they just get hold of people because today's world is a bit web minded you know you've got to go here go there but um, how can people get hold of you you can ring me i'll have a landline and it's a chance of number and it's 471588. There's an answer phone message, so if I'm not there, you can leave a message and I will get back to you and speak to you and encourage you to whatever. Hilary, thank you very much for joining us today and telling us more about, you know, societies and how their importance of them uh, in our community today. Thank it's a great pleasure. Much, Thanks Hilary. very much thank indeed. That's uh, Hilary Sheik from the Bado Horticultural Society. Alan has given us a call in. Alan, you are... F- are from Chesant, I believe. Is that right, Alan? Yeah, yeah, in Hertfordshire. Hertfordshire. Well, it's a, a warm welcome to City Sound. And you've got a gardening question for me. What, what are you throwing at me today? Yeah, well, because uh, uh, sometimes this time, you know, the weather is going to be unpredictable and it's like winter, but with summer's getting like spring weather and it's summer's got like rain and sunshine and then sometimes even snow away like up at all. That's what they, what would be the best flowers at this time of year, that sort of... Um, uh, more, 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 more likely to last in di- different weather conditions. If that makes sense. Are you trying to add colour to your garden right now, or are you trying to plant things that will come to fruition through the summer period? Yeah, trying to grow something ready for like, the summertime. For the summertime. Well, what we what you'll find is that, um, and I always advise people actually to 
go to garden centres and nurseries several times a year. And the reason reason we do this, uh, it's really like going to a supermarket. If you go to a garden centre, it's the same as a supermarket. In front of you, they've got what they want to sell you. Now, I know that sounds very rude about garden centres, but it isn't. It's because what looks good will sell. So at this time of the year, you know, you've got things like hellebores. Now, the hellebores that have been developed over the last few years, they flower now from November right through to Easter. So if you were going to a garden centre now, you might think, look at those hellebores, they're fantastic. And yes, they are. And I would, we've got gardens with hellebores in that look phenomenal. So hellebores in all their glorious colours, they go through pinks, whites and into shades of, of uh, sort of orangey shades as well. They look really good. So if you were planting now for a bit longer, you could pick on hellebores. If you were trying to brighten up now, you can buy, buy any of the number of bulbs. Bulbs galore, all in pots. Now don't try planting them out. And if you've got containers by the house... And I, I think, Alan, what you're saying is that the garden looks a bit boring at this time of the year, isn't it? Yeah, but, yeah, that'd be about right. So you could plant bulbs. Now, when you plant bulbs, you could put them in containers near to the house, but don't necessarily take them out of the pots. Just plant the pots in. You can get tulips, narcissi, all the different daffodils at this time of the year, and you make a lovely show with them, and you don't necessarily have to take them out of the pot. You can leave them in the pot if you want to. As we go through the year, uh, <clears throat> we'll start to look for other plants, like uh, you could put salvias in, and there's some of the shorter salvias with their lovely blue flowers, which will flower well into the summer. Um, we've got lupins that will come into their own fairly soon. But by visiting a garden centre, not just once, but several times, you'll find these plants are put in front of you when they're looking their best. So that way you get an idea of the plants that you could be buying and keeping in your garden. I'm talking about perennials now. A perennial means you plant it in your garden and it should, it should last for a long, long time. And that's the really important thing, is to make the plants last in your garden. So, OK, lupins are a good example. You can plant a lupin and a lupin should last for lots and lots of years, five, six, ten years maybe. Delphiniums people love, but the slugs love a loop, uh, delphiniums really well. So um, although they look nice, you would have to protect them a little bit, but they look really good indeed. We mentioned salvias. Now don't forget that there's salvias that are like a dwarf, a small perennial that grow up to about 15 to 18 inches high in quite a, an array of colours. But you can also get... Uh, a larger salvia and one the first one that came out was called hot lips which was a lovely uh, bushy plant about oh nearly a meter high so nearly three foot high two and a half three meters high and if you don't prune it it will grow even larger but that produces loads and loads of flowers across the top of it at um, as we go into summer and there's many more of those available at the moment in purples and pinks and all different colours. So that's something you could plant a bit later on to, to brighten up your garden. When we go into, uh, look, start to look around at the moment, what's starting to look good is Forsythia, a very underused plant. Forsythia is, to me, herald spring. It's a bit like snowdrops and daffodils. 
You plant a forsythia, it gives you a huge block of yellow. And people say, oh yeah, but it's just a forsythia. My dad had those in his garden. Well, no, there's nothing wrong with forsythia. It really is a good plant to plant. You can find those in garden centres at the moment. They're all in bud and they're all waiting to burst forth. Another thing that's good at this time of year is sarcococca. The perfume on sarcococca is absolutely gorgeous. It's an evergreen. It will grow as a, a fairly medium-sized shrub and you could use that as well. So there's so many things. But, Alan, what I'm saying to you is go and have a look at a garden centre. Don't go twice a year. Go once a month if you can find the, find the time to do that. Do you think that's a good idea? Yeah, I agree. So have I helped you with some ideas on progressing your garden into the summer? Yes, absolutely. Well, if you want more advice, you know how to get hold of us and uh, you can just come back to us anytime and Ken's here to give you gardening advice. Don't forget that number to call is 07568 771 825 and that's the WhatsApp number. You're listening to Gardening with Ken here on City Sound and don't forget you can also catch up with some of the pieces that we've been talking about on World Radio Gardening in another little while when that's put together there. Um... Yes, they're the two things I do. Gardening Weekend here on City Sound and World Radio Gardening. And it takes me now to talk to Lindsay Bain from the Purley District Gardener Society. Lindsay, nice to chat to you this morning. Yeah, hi. Thank you for asking me. Now, we've talked earlier on, we chatted earlier on to uh, a lady from the Baddow Horticultural Society. And really, garden societies and horticultural society um, have, I was going to say, they struggled to gain members how are you doing yourself at Purley? um well i don't know what she means because um we picked up quite a lot of members when one of our neighboring societies closed down a few years ago um but actually we've we currently have more or less the same number of uh, members as we did when i first started doing this job which was about 10 years ago so we have about 70 members and they come and they go, but, you know, we, we always seem to have about the same number. Are you able to encourage younger people into your society? I don't know, into your society there. I mean, it sounds as if I'm saying, oh, they're all old. But no, <laughs> you know, that isn't what I'm trying to imply. What I want to do is try and get more young people to realise how much they can gain through coming along to a garden society or a horticultural society. Well, I... I know what you mean, because when I started, I thought I was quite old and everyone kept telling me I was young. Um, so, but I would say in the last few years, we've had some younger members, but I wouldn't say we have very many under, say, mm, 40. <laughs> but we've got quite a few people who are like, you know, sort of like the age of, you know, perhaps parents with children, that sort of age. Well, that's and, good, um, isn't it? At one of our summer shows, uh, at our summer show, we do have quite a few children's classes. And we got, last year we had a lot of entries. So I think, I think there is the interest out there. Um, do you I think... know our local school, our local school has uh, got a garden club and, you know, they're trying to encourage the, the kids to join in with that as well. So inevitably the parents have to help out with that. Yeah, I mean, let's face it, we're trying to get, you know, gardening and growing back into school curriculum I mean that's a real challenge for everybody mm. across the country at the moment and in fact we were speaking to the Skilly Jean Gardener who's working very very hard with Jamie Oliver at the moment to do just that where they'd be growing their own vegetables and then actually 
preparing those and using them for school dinners, which is absolutely fantastic thing to do. Um, but really, uh, clubs and societies like your own can work with schools locally to try and get people to participate, can't they? Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, over the years, we've done a few projects, mainly because um, our treasurer was the mum of, of two, two children at the local school, so she, yeah. she made us get involved. Now, those children have gone to secondary school now, but she's still, she's still very much involved with the school. And so we, we, we do sort of take part in projects, but, um, yeah, I think it's... It's time. It's sometimes difficult to get people to... It's time, to isn't it? it we, so. <laughs> we, always, we always say we're time, you know, time short at the moment. You know, we don't seem to be able to find enough time to do so many things, do we? Uh, and yeah, I think it's I a think, shame, I isn't it? Yeah, I, I, don't, well, I agree with that, but I'm not sure that... Um, I think perhaps some of, you know, because we have quite a lot of older members, they probably think, oh, they're not really quite fit enough to go and do that. And then perhaps the younger members we do have are all busy working during the day. So, you know, it's a bit of, I'm not saying it's necessarily that people don't want to do it or that it's time, you know, it's, it can be other things, I think. People can learn so much from you all, though, can't they? And in fact, uh, the, <laughs> the other thing about gardening is, of course, it's so good for your health as well. And that's really health and well-being is something that we're really oh. quite, quite, it's quite important, isn't it? Don't Absolutely. you think? Absolutely, yeah. I think the benefits of just being outside have been, you know, well proven, haven't they? Yeah. I mean, you know, just getting out there, you can turn off, can't you, completely to life as it is. <laughs> well, you're supposed to yeah. be able to. I hope you can anyway. <laughs> I always <laughs> used to remember, I always used to think of one of the things that you can, you can do is, you know, when you're concentrating on pruning particularly, you've got to think about how you're going to prune a plant. You've got to look at the plant rather than think about anything else. And I think that's, that's one of the things that I know I can turn off to when I'm, say, working through a rose bed pruning roses uh yeah yeah i'd agree with that you do need but also i quite like doing those sort of mindless chores like a bit of weeding where you don't really have to think too hard you're just sort of doing it and then you can think about other stuff can't you you can indeed there's plenty of weeds already and come around my garden and do my weeding as well if you like Lindsay. that's very good indeed the pearly gardener society obviously uh, i imagine has monthly meetings is that right Yes, well, we're once a month, but not uh, only between March and November. Yeah. Um, and we, so we have like nine meetings, well, we have actually eight meetings a year because we um, have our big flower show in August, and that sort of would clash when probably the meeting date would be, so we, we don't have a meeting in August. But otherwise, yeah, that's right. It's a monthly meeting with a speaker, raffle. You know, we bring along plants to sell to each other sometimes. That's sometimes nice. Sometimes our speaker sells things. And we do things like seed swapping. And uh, we have a few little competitions going on through the year as well. So some of the speakers you have, I imagine you get varied subjects, yes? Yeah, we try to, I try to get a mixture of things. like I quite like to have one from a local business, for example, just to let people know what's going on, you know, related to horticulture, farming, that sort of thing. So, for example, our first speaker this year is a chap called Ben White, who um, runs, I think, his, I think his business is called B. White's Veg, and he specialises in growing all sorts of weird and wonderful chilies, peppers and heirloom tomatoes. 
So That's... he's going to come along and tell us all about that. And I imagine we'll have a chance to buy some of his exotic-looking seeds, you know. I'm sure, <laughs> like I'm sure he'll be there. And, yeah. and that meeting is when? Is that this month? Uh, that's March the um, March the eighteenth. So, so we start in March. We're the third Monday in the month. So you should be just on time to get those growing for the summer. Yeah, just about. Might be a bit, might be a bit dodgy for the chilies, but yes, a bit late for chilies, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, tomatoes I'm sure would be fine, and chilies I'm sure would keep for next year. <laughs> that's the thing that people forget that they can run them year on year, don't they? Yeah. yeah. So basically, you've got. A good membership there. Where do you regularly meet? In Pearly Village Hall. Pearly Village Hall you meet at. Um, yeah. And tell us, so what day of the week? Is it a regular like so-and-so yeah, tune? It's always the third Monday of the month at 7.30pm. And the meeting lasts for about two hours by the time we've had the speaker, the raffle, a cup of tea, biscuits. You know, questions for the anything else, you know, have a little chat about what's going on, that sort of stuff. It's normally about a two hour meeting. So it starts at what, 7.30? 7.30, yeah. So you start 7.30 at the per, for the Pearly Garden Society. Now, have you got a website so people can pick up and, and get hold of you if they want to? We don't have an actual website, but we do have a Facebook page. Right, okay. It's just Pearly and District Gardener Society. And um, people can always message on that if they've got questions they want to ask about. That's rather nice, isn't it? And do you, do you find that that's quite active with people watching what's going on? Mm. I was well, not particularly. I think mainly because when we started it, a lot of our members were a bit older. <laughs> they didn't they didn't have Facebook. And I think perhaps nowadays, you know, if we want younger people, we probably should be using something else. You know, probably at least Instagram or something like that. But we haven't actually made that move yet. Ah, there's nothing wrong with Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook's still one of the leaders, I mean, yeah. in, in community you know, community work. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, I think you should keep pushing that along. <laughs> so is, have you got any phone numbers that people could actually call if they really wanted to come along at all? Hmm, um, well, I, I, they could certainly phone me on this number. So but, let... let um, I was going to say, normally, I'm, I'm actually away from home at the moment, so I would normally publicise my home number to phone on, but actually I'm away from home, so um, the best what? thing to do would be to talk okay. about my mobile number then. So, so no, go, let's have your ordinary number, and I'm sure people will get hold of you when they want to. What's, what's your phone number that they can get hold of? 01621. 01621-87-066. And they can get hold of Lindsay there from the Pearly Gardeners District yeah. Gardeners Society. And I'm, I, let's hope we get more people along to your your <laughs> your society, and we encourage more people into gardening. And Jean, no, just sorry, I've written down Jane. It is sorry, Jane. In Rittle, she wants to know: Is it okay to sow anything outside now? Well, if you were listening earlier on, and that sounds a little rude, but I don't mean that. Is that the garden out there is incredibly wet. Um, as a gardener, which I do off and on in the week as well, do a little bit of gardening here and a little bit of gardening there, the gardeners are extremely wet. In fact, squelchy underfoot. Um, a lot of people cover some of their ground to keep it uh, drier through the winter period. And in fact, 
I think this year that would have been something could have been worth doing. But this year, um, possibly Jane didn't do that because she's now asking, can she sew anything outside? The real answer is no. The ground is cold and it is wet. Interestingly, we were talking to Jill Goldsmith from Eastern Lodge and she said, of course, that her snowdrops are slightly ahead. Well, OK, they were, because we've had warm spells. But you need a lot of warm spells to bring the soil temperatures up to the ability of putting seeds in. So many failures with seeds are created by putting in uh, seeds too early and they won't germinate. Some of the things you can be doing, though, is you could be, uh, some of you who like uh, peppers um, and chilies. you could be starting those off <clears throat> on the windowsill. Because in a kitchen, you've got a reasonable amount of warmth. But as long as you haven't got frosty cold weather, you could leave them on the windowsill. They would work very well indeed. And in fact, peppers, aubergines and um, particularly chilies need a long growing period. So in fact, if you started them off now, you're actually slightly ahead. Any of those of you who kept chilies from last year, <clears throat> which some of you might have done, um, watch out for red spider because they love a bit of red spider because the temperature indoors is nice and dry and they will pick up as soon as you get a little bit of humidity they'll love it so because remember that a chili actually is a <coughs> is a perennial it will keep going if you could keep it alive um, so the answer is Jane no start a few things off indoors um, <coughs> you could Still do, if you've got some protected areas or a cold greenhouse, you can grow stuff in a cold greenhouse. You can put in um, things like uh, even a bit of spring onion, stuff like that, and spring onion, bit of winter density, lettuce, uh, radishes. You know, you'll get something from them in, even in a cold greenhouse. Uh, the one you should be thinking about putting on is, is shallots. You should be thinking of putting shallots out. But honestly, I wouldn't put them in the ground because it's just too wet. And I think the roots will struggle. You could start them off in, in, uh, in pots and then pot them out. Not ideal. I would just wait a couple of weeks because I tell you what, the weather will improve. That was Jane in Riddle. Sit and wait and watch. Uh, you really have to. Um uh, Henry in Colchester, he wants to know the best time to prune a, what he calls a country hedge, and he's described it as sort of roses, a bit of acer, um, a bit of blackthorn, quickthorn. Well, of course, there are laws that actually protect the cutting of hedges uh, through the nesting period. So, in fact, the best time to do it is right now, as long as you're not going to make a mess of the rest of your garden. And that's another important thing. Don't trundle about in your garden and make a mess because it's, it's not worth it. Just put it off for a week. But you can't put it off for too long because as we get into March, those hedges will be protected. You can be quite harsh with those sort of hedges that you're talking about. You could, um, if it's, if it's uh, an established hedge, you could do it with a hedge trimmer. Uh, why not go out and get yourself a nice battery hedge trimmer? They work really well. And if you watch on World Radio Gardening, we've been testing uh, some of those pieces of equipment that are battery operated. So look out for that as well. That's worldradiogardening.com. And um, I would personally go along it if it's been out of control with a pair of loppers and a pair of good secateurs. And, oh, I was going to say we've been testing those as well, but um, 
Use loppers to cut out some of the big, big chunky branches. And if something's trying to form a bit of a tree, like a quickthorn, and it's actually a bit bare at the bottom, don't worry at cutting off that quickthorn quite low because it will sprout again. You can cut it down halfway down and it'll sprout again and produce quite a good-looking hedge again. Never be afraid of cutting things hard back when it's the sort of hedge that you're talking about. And I hope that's helped Henry in Colchester. Uh, just one more question that I've got, and that was um, <clears throat> about planting snowdrops in the green. And I think that came off the back of talking snowdrops with Jill um, earlier on. And I must agree that they magazines go on a lot about planting in the green and I know they do on TV go on about planting in the green and what they're actually meaning is as the the uh, flower fades and you've still got green foliage you lift your snowdrop um, and you move them as a bulb with a top on now I must agree that I planted in the green hundreds up in uh, up in north of Colchester about five years ago and the actual Ah, survival rate was no better than when I actually planted dry bulbs. So I'm personally, as a gardener, a little bit sceptical of that idea of planting in the green. But planting in the green is done with snowdrops, wood anemones, aconites, and even the bluebell. That's if you can dig down deep enough to find a bluebell bulb, because they always seem to work their way down to a huge depth. Bulbs haven't grown yet, carrots covered in flies, they look no further than the best website for practical gardening help, worldradiogardening.com. Packed full of the best experts, all leading professionals in the horticultural world, such as Ken Crowther, the website has you covered and can get your garden back on track. Worldradiogardening.com now also includes tool reviews and the best gardening tips supplied by professionals. Check out the website worldradiogardening.com to improve the results on your allotment or garden and make sure the carrots are yours for eating.